from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang, and welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast Practitioner Brief. Good morning to a show of the friend Karen Warstall, who's making her Nespresso and joining us from beautiful, lovely, amazing, sunny, just beautiful Tel Aviv. Good morning to Karen Walsall. Thanks for making that Nespresso. Thanks for being here. Good morning to Vishai and Tom as well. Happy Monday, y'all. Uh, February 20th, 2023. We've got a packed show this morning. Um, on Friday afternoon, a whole bunch of companies over the weekend decided that while the news cycle was dead, they're going to go ahead and report a bunch of very, very serious security breaches, which kind of brings about the, the conversation here. And, and, and the question is, is that responsible reporting? So, so, so that's one. We've got a bunch of vulnerabilities that are being patched in some very, very mission business critical systems, regardless to how you use them. They're business and mission critical because of the data they hold and a cyber espionage campaign uh, that has me a bit puzzled. So good morning, everyone. Thanks for being here. Cyberhubpodcast.com where you can find all the latest. Find us on your favorite podcast, the listening platform, or tune in live uh, on Twitter, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. Uh, we're everywhere. So with that being said, though, uh, I've got my double espresso this morning. And um, Miss Warstall, who's uh, enjoying Tel Aviv, uh, this is an Aroma branded coffee, which Aroma is kind of the uh, Starbucks equivalent, but, but much better than Starbucks um, of Israel. Coffee cup cheers, y'all. Let's go ahead and kick off this morning's show with GoDaddy on Friday afternoon, filing a 10K disclosing a multi-year security breach that's causing malware installation and source code theft. So GoDaddy is now talking about a sophisticated and organized group that's targeting hosting services, although GoDaddy seems to be the only one currently reporting anything, so deflection maybe? Because we haven't seen anyone else disclose something similar like this. Uh, GoDaddy said in December of last year, it received an unspecified number of customer complaints about their websites being uh, sporadically redirected to malicious sites, which it later found was due to an unauthorized third party gaining access to the servers hosted in its cPanel environment. The threat actors were installing malware, causing the intermittent redirection of customer websites. The ultimate objective of the intrusion, according to GoDaddy, was to infect websites and servers with malware for phishing campaigns, malware distribution, and other malicious activities. The 10K filing with the SEC, the company said that the December 2022 incident is connected to two other security events it encountered in March of 2020 on the onset of COVID and November of 2021. The 2020 breach, if you all remember, entailed the compromise of hosting login credentials of about 28,000 hosting customers and a small number of its personnel. Then in 2021, GoDaddy said a rogue actor used a compromised password to access a provisioning system in its legacy code base for managed WordPress, affecting close to 1.2 million active and inactive WordPress customers across all the GoDaddy brands. So we're going to continue to look into the GoDaddy story, but this is extremely, extremely concerning. A multi-year, multi-targeted, kind of shows you how these threat actors operate. Um, this is a great use case, by the way, for a board meeting. Great use case for uh, uh, conversations with your CTOs, uh, with your engineering teams, um, and legal. Just magnificent. Adelasian has launched an investigation after a group has been seen leaking information belonging to the company. A threat actor by the name of Siege Sect, 
whose members have claimed to be hacktivists, announced on Telegram and other forums that they've hacked the software company uh, Atalasian. They've made a 35 megabyte uh, file uh, public. The, this includes two image files apparently storing floor plans of their building in San Francisco and Sydney, Australia, and one file allegedly containing the information of 13,000 employees, including names, email addresses, and phone numbers. Uh, the company is still investigating the incident. It appears that the data was stolen by uh, criminals is associated with the workplace platform Envoy, which the software giant uses to coordinate in-office resources. Uh, they've pointed out that the product and customer data was not at risk and is not as it is not accessible through the Envoy application. Envoy founder Larry Gadea said on Twitter that they are investigating the incident, but at the moment there is no evidence that the company's systems have been breached. Instead, the attackers used an API key associated with the uh, Atalasian uh, to access the data, much like any other customer or user would do as part of a regular service. So we'll kind of see how this is going to uh, operate now. Envoy and Atalasian uh, security teams are collaborating to identify the source of the compromise. But if it is coming from an API key, then it, it's not really Envoy. And that kind of goes to API security in general, right? This one key and you're done is just a really, really bad approach to APIs uh, and API security in general. Uh, once that key's compromised, your systems are compromised um, and your calls are compromised as well. The FBI is investigating a cybersecurity incident on its network. Again, on Friday afternoon, the FBI said that they're investigating malicious cyber activity on the agency's network. They're saying that it's already an isolated incident. They're working to uncover the scope the FBI is aware of the incident and working uh, on gaining additional information in a statement to the bleeping computer. This is an isolated incident that has been contained. Um, CNN is reporting that this was a incident involving the FBI New York field office computer system used to investigate child sexual exploitation. An FBI spokesperson has not really commented. In November of 2021, the FBI email servers were also hacked as part of the distributed spam emails impersonating FBI warning of a sophisticated email, uh, a sophisticated chain attack. After the hack, the threat actor sent tens of thousands of such spam messages in multiple waves from the IMS at ic.fbi.gov, a legitimate email address linked to the FBI's law enforcement enterprise portal. While these emails have reached at least 100,000 mailboxes, according to spam traffic uh, tracking nonprofit Spam House, this was a very conservative estimate since the campaign was potentially much, much larger. Um, and now the FBI is dealing with their set. So let's recap on Friday. GoDaddy, Adelasian, and FBI all report significant security incidents that are impacting their environment. Now, they didn't discover it Friday afternoon. They reported it Friday afternoon. Which, what does that do if you're a victim and you weren't notified because you weren't big enough because you weren't because it hasn't been done correctly yet because they haven't looked into your environment yet. So they've reported it. You're home Friday afternoon. You see this Friday night or Saturday morning, whenever. And now you've got to call your team in uh, to, to, to do this. I, I don't know if there was responsible disclosure or not to customers here. Um, that's one thing that I haven't seen yet. Um, and so curious to see where these go and then the fbi ones concerning that's almost a declaration and, and i don't say this lightly right i'm not saying this to to get, gain super likes or, or 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 anything but 
when you hack a federal agency, that is no different than a terror act. Um, and that's a declaration of, of, of war in, in, in all sense of the word. So whoever accessed the FBI system, the, the statement here needs to be, be prepared because we're going to unleash hell on you and, and do that once. And, and people think about this three or four times, especially considering the fact, by the way, that today's President's Day. Um, by the way, thanks for bringing that up, Tom, um, because, yeah, it's, it's President's Day. It's a long weekend. A lot of businesses are closed today because of President's Day. So there's that as well. Fortinet issued patches for 40 flaws affecting 40 web, um, 40 OS, 40 NAC, and 40 proxy, among others. Two of the 40 uh, flaws are rated critical, 15 are rated high, 22 are rated medium, and one is rated low in severity. Top of the list is a fear, severe bug residing in the 40 NAC network access control solution, CVE 2022-399052, with a CVSS score of 9.8. That could lead to arbitrary code execution. The products impacted by the vulnerability are 40 NAC version 9.40, 9.20, through 9.2.5, uh, 9.1.0 to 9.1.7, 8.8 all versions, 8.7 all versions, 8.6, 8.5, and 8.3 all versions. Patches have been released, um, and they will release, uh, and, and Horizon 3 have said they'll release a proof of concept code for the flaw soon. Um, so you want to keep that, uh, you want to patch those systems if you're a Fortinet customer. The second flaw of note is a set of stack-based buffer overflow in the 40 web proxy uh, daemon CVE 2021-42756, a CVSS score of 9.3. That could enable an unauthenticated remote attacker to achieve arbitrary code execution via specially crafted HTTP request. CVE 2021-42756 affects the below versions with fixes available in versions of 40 web 6.0.8, 6.1.3, 6.2.7, 6.3.17, and 7.00. 40 web version 6.4, 40 web 6.3.16, and, and, and vice versa. Guys, everything's in the show notes. You want to make sure you get your 40 net, 40 web, and 40 NAC updated quickly. SolarWinds this week published multiple advisories describing high severity vulnerabilities expected to be patched with SolarWinds platform updated by the end of the month. Out of the total of seven security defects, five are described as deserialization of untrusted data issues that could be exploited to achieve command execution. Four of them have a CVSS score of 8.8, track the CVE 2023-23836, and then seven CVE 2022-47503, and 47507. The high severity clause could allow flaws, sorry, could allow a remote adversary with Orion admin level account access to the SolarWinds web cancel to execute arbitrary commands. SolarWind considers the fifth bug, which is tracked to CVE 2022-38111, a medium severity issue, all but the consequences of successful exploitation are the same. In addition, the flaw has a CVSS score of 7.2, which makes it a high severity issue. The company also announced patches for a high severity path traversal vulnerability in the SolarWinds platform, which is tracked to CVE 2022-47506. It was a CVSS score of 8.8. Um, so SolarWinds platform 2023.1, which is expected to become available by the end of the month, resolves all of these vulnerabilities, um, but you want to make sure you look at mitigation. More of that in the show notes, by the way. And our final story for the morning, cyber espionage group Earth Kitson is deploying Whiskey uh, Whisker Spy as part of a social engineering campaign. These guys are attributed to North Korea. They've been around since at least 2019. They target individuals interested in North Korea with self-developed malware such as DNA spy 
and AGF spy, previously documented intrusions have entailed the use of watering holes that leverage browser exploits in Google Chrome and Internet Explorer to activate the infection chain. The differentiating factor in the latest attack is a shift to social engineering to trick users into visiting compromised websites related to North Korea, according to a new report from Trend Micro. They're saying that the website of an unnamed pro-North Korean organization was hacked and modified to distribute the Whiskers spy implant. The compromise was discovered at the end of last year. I wonder if this has anything to do with GoDaddy. Um, and that's why I brought this up here, right? What if this website was actually hosted on GoDaddy? Um, and the GoDaddy vulnerability allowed them to implant uh, the Whisker spy there um, for malware distribution. When they try to watch a video on the website of malicious scripts injected by an attacker displays a message prompt notifying the victims with a video Kodak error to entice them to download and install a Trojanized Kodak installer. The uh, booby trap script is said to have been injected into the website's video pages with the installer subsequently employed to load Whisker Spy. The attack also exhibits some clever tricks in an attempt to sidestep detection. This involves delivering the malicious script only to those visitors whose IP addresses match specific criteria. Trend Micro noted that the targeted IP addresses in Brazil belong to a commercial VPN service and that the threat actor may have used this VPN service to test deployment um, for the attacks before they get shut down. Persistence is achieved by either abusing a DLL hijacking vulnerability in OneDrive or via a malicious Google Chrome extension that employs native messaging APIs to execute the payload every time the web browser is launched. So this has obviously been targeting Japan and other countries in Asia on behalf of the North Koreans. A very, very interesting read as we uh, finish this morning's show, something very worthy of taking a look at. So that's it for our show this morning. A lot of great comments. I'll be responding in due uh, time here after the show um, um, by writing. So yeah, uh, I'm trying to keep the show under 15 minutes. We're already over. So I just want to be mindful of y'all's times. I appreciate you guys tuning in security game. Thank you all for being part of the show um, and making it the success that it is tomorrow. We'll be back here 9 a.m. Eastern live on uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. You can catch the rebroadcast of this episode at 10 a.m. Eastern on the cyber Hub podcast, LinkedIn page, go and check it out there till then. Have a great rest of your day. And most importantly, gang, try to stay cyber safe. We love feedback. So make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.